We are just winging it. I'm John Abdullah. Y su nombre. Y Patricio. No, let's say, y, y mi, mi nombre es Patricio Verde. I just, sounds Italian. It occurred to me in our intro that, you know, I always say this is just winging it, but really we are just winging it. Wow, that's in, a, that's a big transfer of uh, of personhood. It only took me how many episodes? A hundred something. Yeah. But I mean, you knocked me for such a loop that I don't remember like, what language like I'm speaking. We I'm actually like, are just winging it always in life. But also, true. you and I, we are the show. So it feels right. appropriate um, to, to start that way. I actually assumed it was the royal we and that you were just basically yeah, introducing too. yourself by saying well, we are just winging it. As you know, that we are is John Abdullah. How I uh, introduce myself. We'll see what kind of comments like, we get from our fan base. Who, by the way, we've neglected for a week. We just didn't say anything and, and waited an extra week to post a new episode. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see if anybody's still out there. I was expecting <laughs> you to say, you know, we are John Abdullah, and that is Patrick Green. I was, I was honestly bracing for that. So you know, Not, I still got next to introduce time. myself. Next yeah, time, it's good. Thanks, John. I really appreciate that. I've missed. I've noticed the week. Uh, off that we had. Me too. I feel, I I feel like I needed a dose of Patrick Green um, in my life, and I just, you know, just a I'm little excited bit. for right oh, now. Just a little bit. It's clinically um, dangerous to have too much, but yeah, that's I true. noticed it too. I, I really, I was like, uh, you know, uh, the, um, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit in this episode. But this, I feel like there's a lot of things that are kind of off this week. Yeah, and I think one of them was that we didn't do a just swing it between these two episodes, and it was like it was, there was like a slight disturbance in the force, and uh, and the force right now, I think for many of us is is pretty freaking disturbed to begin with. So it's pretty easy to feel those disturbances because it's just sort of life, you know. Well, and uh, the force has been, I mean, you know, we've both had experiences where school and, and daycare have had to shut down over this time period. So that also played into our lack of ability to coordinate a recording. And That's right. Life. That's why we didn't do it. Yeah, we, um, we, we had no time for the last couple of weeks. Indeed. Uh, I, so we've also had Thanksgiving. Lots happened since we last talked. Um, That's true. Uh, I'm kind of thankful that my daycare closed during that time period. They had a family member um, who tested positive. So the kids didn't have any direct exposure to the, you know, to anyone who was, who tested, but it did lead to a shutdown and we, we've had to uh, deal with that. But, you know, it was over Thanksgiving. So it's okay. We're okay. Um, are you okay? Your hair is not yeah, okay. Ours you, was, you had my an hair is gone. that I'm going to hear yeah, about, I, was, I guess. I have a story for that. Um, but in terms of the, this this most recent quarantine, um, it was it was weird how like you know wrote it was at this point because we've already been through it. It was yes. such like the first time I remember you know on the show even being like this was the story. It was this like very epic you know like all the same shit happened this time. But we were like oh okay. Man. And Jude was like well I guess we're home for another two weeks now. And right. you're right, Thanksgiving was in the middle of it, which kind of made it a little bit less weird. Yes. But there was still like an, another two weeks of just like really being locked at home. And of course, you know, now the kids are back at school. I'm still locked in the house. Mike is at work and I'm still here. Just, just like silent, you know, just thing. doing the jitterbug. I'm doing uh, the jitterbug. Yeah. It's weird, man. This is a weird time. It sure is. It definitely, um, we're going through these like weird groundhog days uh, where it's like, oh yeah, they're home again. And I'm back to where I was in March. Um, yeah. But I agree that it felt like it just, um, you know, I was like putting on a, a glove, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, that's the expression, right? You put on a glove. You, know, you love that, gloves, John. I mean, you, I'm you not surprised much, you went right just, there. I, I just wear gloves all the time. On you're my... known for the opera gloves, the fucking the elbow length. That's kind of your, you're kind of like Cruella DeVille, but shtick, a bearded yeah. man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. but it felt like a glove to just, <laughs> it sounds creepy too, doesn't it? <laughs> it sounds disgusting. Yeah, I like, I I, I'm just thinking of then OJ Simpson in the glove and that whole thing. And like, it You're just right, conjures murder, up yeah. so much. Um, I'm thinking of sausage casings for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, but that's <laughs> where I am right now. Um, but you know, we, we got through it and I felt like, um, we had a better system in place where Bethany and I could figure out part of the day for work and you know it still wasn't enjoyable but um we it was manageable i guess i'll put it that way and also we knew it was going to be two weeks right like there's Mm -hmm. something about that you know whereas before it was like oh god how long is this going to go yeah right um now you've dealt with it twice already with this and i'm imagining i'll have to deal with it again you know between school and daycare i mean the odds are just high (laughs) going to the winter (laughs) any day now i know yeah um, but I'm, I'm doing okay. So tell me more about you. That's I mean, good. honestly, I, you know, I want to hear, I want to, this is your therapy session, right? This We're is my therapy session. The I need a therapy session, man. Right I need now, some income from our therapy session. You need the money. You need so, the sweet, uh, sweet Patreon so let me hear it. from our non-existent patrons. But I, I am your patron because I'm, you know, paying you for this time <laughs> today. Um, no, so, so, you know, the kids were going back to school, right? Um, yep. After being they home were. again for quite a long time, and and I decided I had given them fresh haircuts for Thanksgiving, even though Thanksgiving was just going over to my parents' house, and and which was I I don't want to say just I am really thankful we got to do that. That's because nice. It, it was it was obviously That's much a smaller, lot actually much smaller than it has ever been in the past. It was it was very 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 yeah. different. But we didn't know if we could go or not until Jude got a negative COVID test because we didn't want to risk you know that. Of course, yeah. So after you know, having a week of like really being just like locked in our house, we finally got you know that negative test and we're like, okay, good. At least we know we can safely see my parents and my sister for Thanksgiving and do do a, at least a small thing, which was really necessary and really great. Um, but in preparation for that, because I knew you know we like to take little family pictures and stuff for Thanksgiving. I, yeah, you know, and their hair a, at that point was down to the floor length, right? I mean. <laughs> Especially after this whole thing. Henry's hair was like, it was so, it was like down past his chin almost and his bangs <laughs> fell forward. It was like, it was like John Connor in Terminator 2 length, basically. I'm just imagining him like headbanging all the time, you know. Well, that's that's what he it does. seems yeah. like a Henry style thing to do, yeah. It's, it's a Henry style thing to do. Because then the hair is really an asset at that right, point. Right, exactly, yeah. It's part of his character, you know. Yes, um, so I, I gave them haircuts and they weren't, they weren't like my best work because I've been doing it all quarantine. I mean, the fact that you, you know? gave it to them is impressive enough. It doesn't have to look good. <laughs> that's, that's especially <laughs> for me in particular. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm not serious. like a I, I, hair cutter. Yeah. I mean, Bethany has been doing our kids and, and now me as well this whole time. She's, um, cut my hair. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm thankful for that, but I mean, I wouldn't trust myself with a pair of scissors. So, uh, you know, I just can't, I don't have the patience and I also, yeah. I feel like haircutting is a is a thing. It's like <laughs> maybe that's no, it's silly fucking hard, John. I get why people yeah. go to school for it. I people mean, because every get degrees in it, everything has like repercussions, right? Depending yeah. on what you do, and then yeah. it's gone, and you can't. You know, the only way to fix it is, which I'm imagining leads, you know, yes. somewhere with your story. Yes, it and does. Why it... You have, um, um, I mean, you know, our listeners can't see what I see, but basically, you are, you have it's stubble. Yeah, I, I shave. I have a shaved head right now. I, I yeah. have a, an actual. It's which not I all the way say, shaved. There's stubble. So this happened a little while ago because you already have some stubble. No, this happened four days ago. It, my hair grows real fast. That's, <laughs> That's one thing I was saying. Insanely fast. Was, this, this was my scalp was showing, and now it already looks like I could style it again. Yeah, it's exactly. crazy. My hair grows very quick. Uh, because I'm, I'm Wolverine. Wolverine. Yep. Um, uh, mm-hmm. yes. So, uh, so with, with Henry though, I you know the, the, the haircuts look pretty good, but Henry really wanted to keep a lot of his hair because he likes having this kind of luxurious long hair. Yep. So mm-hmm. I, you know, head banging. So I had done this kind of, you know, avant-garde thing again for him and it looked good, but it was like not 
great. You know, like the whole week that he had that haircut, I, every time he turned around, I was like, oh man, this is like, it just looked clearly like his dad had done it and his dad had not gone to beautician school. And it was just like a little That's bit fair. weird. And so Mike and I were talking, we're like, you know, it's just a little bit asymmetrical. I wonder if we could like, you know, just kind of like tighten up some of the margins on it, you know? Sure. So I'm like, you know, yeah, sure. That's, the that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's no problem. So of course at fucking 10 o'clock for some reason, like, you know, we were like, the kids were supposed to already been asleep, but they took like a late shower and I was like, <laughs> and you know what? sleeping and you're like, I'm going to cut his hair while he's sleeping. <laughs> that would have helped. Seriously. I was like, yeah. let's just do this late night, you know, quick haircut for some dumbass reason. So Mike that is, is like holding him. He's mm-hmm. miserable. Cause he like, doesn't want to get a haircut anyway. And I'm like, Oh, just, it's just like one second. It's like one second. Cause I'm just going to like, even it up. And like the first How many cut awful that I things did, start that way, you know, everything. Right? It'll take one second. Every project and it's late at night. I take on. Uh-huh. Yep. And I didn't go to school for it. Yeah. This is like clearly where things go downhill. I did like one cut and it was like already, it was like way shorter than it was supposed to be. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and the moment of like, Oh, right. And then you have to keep yeah. working with it. Cause you've right, already made the shortcut. And I, I, I didn't, I neglected to mention this. I was doing this on the eve of them going back to school again from being out for two weeks. So I did this as like a celebratory. They're going to go back from their like little vacation and they're going to like look great. And I was like, oh my God, I can't send them to school with this like weird half and half haircut. He's going to instantly become just the target for everybody. He's going to be a pariah. He's going to, they're going to throw fruit (laughs) at him and shit, tomatoes. Uh, So I, you know, kind of evened it up a little bit. And it was like, uh, it just, by that point was already in that space where it was going to be a short, haircut like it just it just had had to to at that point it was just weird so the problem with that with me not knowing what i'm doing and also having the like using the tools that you use to do arts and crafts projects with yeah is that like this was it was just so hard to get his hair to like cut evenly and it was the first time i'd done it when it had been long like this and it was like really a different it was like a very different adventure so like we wrangled with this for a half hour with henry just like moving and Ugh, yelling at and 10 it, o'clock it so weird and i was like oh my god why am i even doing this um and he, and basically we're like okay we're gonna go to bed we're gonna try this again in the morning <laughs> and we're gonna do it before we go to school in the morning we'll get up a little bit early oh my god great we'll have a fun time it's gonna be golden like we don't have to worry about it you know and i'm looking at him in bed and i'm thinking like oh my god this is like I, I, do just not have have the, I don't have the education for this. Like, it, it, off, was, yeah. it was so weird. And there were like little notches in it and shit. <laughs> so I mean, you said morning. avant-garde, you know. Yeah, but this is like fucking cutting edge, really cutting edge. Oh, uh, these are all great names for hair salons, by they the way. They are you know, indeed, yes. Yeah, the sheer madness. You actually could open one up at this point. I could. I just fucking destroy everybody's hair. What if that was the whole hair? premise, right? The whole premise. Because think bad about haircuts? it. Every barber, every hair salon you go to, you're going to come out looking like everybody else who, who went there. That's just right, how it right, goes, right? Right. So the whole premise for this one is that there is no two cuts that are alike. Like everybody like who that. leaves is going to come with an entirely unique... You could start a whole fucking um, trend where yeah, it's all about yeah how unique your haircut is, and that Maybe we all it's like end the Russian up... roulette of haircuts. It's right, like you don't have no we... idea. Exactly. I mean, imagine if every single person you encountered on the street had a completely <laughs> radically different haircut. Our whole lives would be different. <laughs> it would it would probably be disgusting, honestly. I mean, yeah, you would. If want I to were go the out, one doing again, it, John, I'm going to send you a picture after too. we. After we record, I'm going to send you a picture I took of, of what was of what this ended up like. Anyway, long story kind of short. The morning comes. Mike and I are both in a rush, obviously, because it's the morning and she has to go to work and blah, blah, blah. And he has to go to school and it's their first day back in two weeks. And so, of course, like after two weeks of this, I was like, what do we even pack with them? Oh, my God, we have to make their lunch. Like, what am I doing? Like, oh, these yeah. things coming back. And I'm like, oh, shit. So we were already really pressed for time. He was like, why are we still doing my haircut? Like, this is not fun for me. And I had just, it, it was it was so far gone by that point. Yeah. That I was like, the only chance now 
to salvage this before he goes with the head of somebody who got caught in a wood chipper <laughs> is for me to take him to a salon and just have them fix this. That morning? Yes. So, and we have not been to get our haircuts anywhere this entire pandemic. Is that even a thing? Considered it. Well, I guess they do open pretty early. Yeah. They, yeah, they do. And, and and he goes, so Jude goes earlier. Henry goes at 10. So there's that like hour. All right. So that's a little delay. time. But so I was damn. Thinking maybe we'll find like you know, a place that has it an was opening. That it's like bad. called around. Yeah, John, it was absolutely, I will send it to you. It was, a tr- it was an atrocity. It was a crime against humanity, John. It violated Geneva Conventions. I'm telling you, this thing was a I want. Nightmare. I want to see this. Yeah. It was so bad. It should be um, our album and, cover. Yes, it should be. I mean, and our I, so podcast I, show cover. Yep. It's an album. It's a long play. It is actually. Yeah. So I brought them to Supercut. I called Supercuts and I was like, right. do you guys have they're, they're uh, the, like walk-ins? Clearly they're the people who know how to deal with anything, you know. That's high what class, I, I literally figured high that. class um, hair salon. <laughs> I was like, they're used to doing this. Like they're used to having people who like don't get great That's true. hair. That's true. Coming in and having, right? Um, also, I, Supercuts doesn't do a bad job. Like they're, they're I, fine. I've never, I don't, I, I guess I've been there when I was younger. Yeah. I don't, you I only, just don't you even only have to, like, any around me. salons, do I only go, go to like, old school barbers. Um, who now actually I don't even remember what I go to anymore. It was pre pandemic. So yeah, I Yeah, where I've did lost you used to get your haircut? Did you go to like an expensive there like was a- actually no no I've I've only ever gone to barbers and actually I mean did I even share on this show how difficult I have felt it has been to find a good barber? Yes, we've talked about that. Because I went to one growing up all through my childhood into yeah. young adulthood. Yeah, this was on an early episode because I talked about yeah. Tony, the barber that I went to growing up too. Yep, yep. And this, yeah, this is something we shared. And mine was yeah. Teddy, Teddy and Tony. Teddy, and they um, were the same person. And so, you know, I moved, I moved and he eventually died and, um, and you know, probably out of uh, depression that I wasn't there <laughs> anymore. He just killed himself because you <laughs> left. So terrible. <laughs> they found That's him. So terrible. Oh, oh God. these are sad times. These are sad. Times. <laughs> these are sad times. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking barber. I mean, he's got all the tools oh. to do it right there easily. Oh my God! Himself. I know he'd be great at it. You know, um, <laughs> masterful cut. You know, oh. Talk. All right. Anyway, so rest in peace, Teddy. It's hard to find a good barber, so I'm fine with just having Bethany do it. Um, it's been fine. She does a good job. And, Are you um, like, Bethany, put the beard on. Like, put the I beard mean, on. I, I appreciate how I can just at any any point be like, you know what, I think I need a trim. You know, it's not like a scheduled right. thing. It's just like a, a more of a maintenance kind of thing. But do you have her do the whole, like, she has to, like, be chewing gum. She has to have a beard She lathers cut. me she up, like, you know. Yep, and she has to like have a little pole outside and yeah. stuff. And oh and, yeah, we bought one of those down. the blades, you know, that she's the sharpen. Yeah. Yes, yep. exactly. Yep. Threateningly, threateningly. Um, <laughs> anyway, so so I walk into the supercuts, and and I, you know, I breathed a huge sigh of relief. You know why? Why? Because the woman whose chair was open was like a grandma. She was like in her 60s. Oh, man. She'd been doing this forever. And I was like, A, I'm not going to be judged for this because she has, I guarantee, as abominable as this is. That I'm she just has imagining she was sitting in the this. corner waiting for someone to come in and just kind of nodding off, you know, like an old, like. <laughs> she was actually about to kill herself. I think she was <laughs> inspired because she heard Teddy had offed himself, you know. Um, oh, and no. She, uh, she looked up and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. Um, and she was like, oh, don't worry about it. The first haircut I ever gave, I shaved a stripe that my son said on picture day you're fine and I, that alone was like oh my god okay we're fine i felt so much like at that's ease. when she knew it was in her destiny to become a barber <laughs> so she had a, it was like it was like a come to jesus moment you know yeah 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 so she was just great and uh, and she had to shave his head but she you know kept as much as, as she could which was which was essentially nothing and i told her that i was going to be back i mean does it really minutes. require greatness to to shave somebody's head though like if well, she, she looked does, at him she and she's this like, head john this head she, was this was not like an even this was a fucking <laughs> nightmare john yeah there, but 
spikes of hair. You just pick you just pick a setting shorter than the shortest length that you would cut and you shave yeah, but it. There were bald spots, John, because the scissors did, like, are like a, a masterful thing where she somehow worked around it and created, you know, a masterpiece like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, right. Then I would say brilliant. But yeah. You know, the fact that she like waxed off the rest of his hair. I mean, you know, she that's did. what I'm I, I mean, he has basically no hair right now. But 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 she she worked around the the shit show that I had left her. And it lo- it looks like a normal haircut, which all right. I, I'm te- you'll see this picture. Yeah. Even what she was starting with, it was a miracle. I believe you. I was like, I was like, I'm coming back in 20 minutes, I need the same haircut. I just I just I felt that in my bones because Henry had lost all of his fucking hair because of me and because I and I was sending him back to school basically bald. He so in, the you just, in solidarity you wanted to in solidarity. He was fine. He was like, oh, it's so spiky. This is cool. And he got his two lollipops We're and he was like all dads. pumped to go to school. Yeah. I was like, with me. I was like, I need a fucking <laughs> hair shirt and a flagellation thing. I felt so cosmically bad about this. I don't know what. Wow. I think it's because of all of the anxieties that are just Who like gives overwhelming. gives a shit? He's a kid. I know, but like, but he loves his hair and I ha- I was hubristic. I mean, his metal days are over. Thanks that's to true. you. Well, yeah, he, that's also, that's a punk rock look now, you know? a big future in metal. You know, he, he was impressing yeah. everybody with that headbanging. The vocals and the hair. And headbanging. Yeah, I know. But it's, now it's, when it's you lose the hair metal, and you just yeah. headbanging like an idiot with no hair. Right, you just look like you have Tourette's or something. Exactly. Like some, some severe, we're, we're suspending everybody. So, so in that sense, I do understand the guilt that you're feeling. Anyway, so I was like, you know, his mental career was on hold, right? So yes. I was like, Henry, do you want me to do this too? And he was like, yeah, we can be twinsies. And so I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And I called out on my meeting, my 10 o'clock meeting, and I You're went crazy. back there and I had her just do the same thing to me. Uh, and then I got home and, and I was like, wow. Because my hair, I don't know if you remember, we haven't spoken in a few weeks. My hair was like pretty legitimately long again by this point. You know? Oh, really? Okay. It was glorious again. Yeah. I think that was, it was the word it was, I used when I saw It was I a flowing you. mane of yeah. glory. Yeah. yeah. It was back yeah. to that, almost back to that level that you saw. Wow. Me All right. Um, and now it's, so uh, it's gone and I'm freezing and I'm like, what timing is this shit? We're <laughs> getting a buzz cut. Anyway, um, long story short, he comes home. Um, he's still doing fine. No kids made fun of him or anything. He was fine. He was really happy that I got mine shaved too. We were like touching each other's heads and Jude says, I'm going to get the same thing. So then he got his fucking head shaved too. And now all three of us have shaved heads and we are laughing about it all the time. And it's actually been Aww. really, really a bright spot in a week that has been just emotionally kind of difficult, I think. And that, that's kind of what I wanted to like tee up as our little mini, because, you know, we're kind of recording this between meetings today, so it's quick. But there's an article that I've been thinking about um, quite a bit that was sent to me by an my article. friend Meta. From, oh, John, I When's did some research. When's the last time you presented an article? <laughs> this is a scrum session, Mr. Abella. <laughs> um, now, this was sent to me by, uh, you know, so as I mentioned before, we have a parents group at, uh, on our team at work which is just great. And, and I specifically want to get them on here for a round table with, you know, with you and me and all of us and do like a, just a parents kind of venting session. Cause that's, that's all it's, it's just like every two weeks we just get together and like laugh and cry about shit. Um, and one of you the, and one of the you things roast your kids, you know, we do, we just literally spit roast them. Actually, it's pretty <laughs> fucking gruesome. I tell you, it is not nice. Try to top each other with how awful your children are. Yes, exactly. Uh, yep. so one of the things that we've been finding was a commonality is that we've just been kind of emotionally all over the place. Like I, I, and speaking personally, I feel like, uh, I think the thing this week for me has been that like, I just apparently have seasonal affective disorder and never really like felt it or never really experienced it for real until like this week there's, I just feel like it's always dark outside and like, I don't know what time it is anymore. And I'm always stuck in this fucking limbo. I of think this what you're room describing in. isn't seasonal affective disorder. It's the season. <laughs> it's the season. No, but it's like really pulling me down. Like I'm like fucking spiraling. It's, it's been like a very hard week for me emotionally. And, and I, and I, and I think, 
I'm sure it is for many, many people out there. And yeah, I think many yeah. people who have been on isolation this entire, I mean, cause John, we've been fucking stuck here since March, you know, like we don't uh, go anywhere. We're, we're like fundamentally, it feels like rewiring our, our brains at this point. Yeah. It's no longer just this like temporary, like, Oh, we're going to get through it. You know, it's like, we're it's like, man, I it. hope we get through this shit. Like we're going to have to push. And, and I, I feel right. like up until this last week, it was still, you know, I was still being able to go outside and do a lot of stuff. We were still just kind of yeah. running into people, even though, you know, we weren't seeing them, you know, like for extended periods of periods of time, just like going out on the green and running around, just seeing lots of people out. And now it's like the temperature dropped that like extra four degrees and the sun sets that little bit earlier now where there's those casual yeah. moments of seeing people are gone. And it's just starting, right? I mean, we've actually had a very yeah. mild, um, a, fall, a full fall, you know, it didn't just switch to being full on winter yet. Um, right. And that's going to hit us hard, I think. Yeah. And it fe- and I think this week it felt to me, I was like, oh my God, that's right. This is yeah. still coming. Like, this is going to be really hard. And it re- I really had to like steal myself for it. And, you know, Mike and I have been talking a lot this week and kind of just thought, thinking through ways to like try to stay positive. And I realized that like I had stopped planning things a while ago. Mm. Like we haven't been doing any adventures. You know, we haven't been doing any of the things that like make up, make me who I am as a parent in a long time. Like we, 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 a wow. lot of it has been yeah. just sort of coping with this shit. Yes. Because we can't go anywhere and we can't really do anything anymore. Um, so I have like solutions to propose for that that I'm currently working on. But before I do though, are, are, have you been feeling that like that That you're currently working on? Yeah. Um, uh, yes. I mean, I definitely, I have felt emotionally like, how can I put it? Fat fat for sure as you, as you can see yes. I've, I've added a, you know another 50 bucks yeah yeah chunky um so definitely chunky yeah i feel like there's this i haven't been able to name it or identify it but emotionally i do feel like my baseline is lower than it probably would be otherwise um that like Things, you know, I'm thankful to have overall, things have been going well for us, right? Like we're able yeah. to continue to work. Totally. Kids, you know, it's working out with kids in school and everything. In the scheme of, in the scheme of this experience, we are yes. crazy fucking lucky. And yet, and, you know, for those of us who care about the future, we, we got good news with the election. Yep. Um, so like there's some bright spots and yet there is still this like sense of dread. I guess that's what I, that's what I would say. Um, yeah, it is dread still. And, and that dread I felt in, a, in early November. Yeah. For various reasons that we've already unpacked. And I kind of thought it was gone. And now it's like back, but it's bitten harder a little bit. And, and I feel like it's because we see the, all of these pinpoints of light with these vaccines. Yes. And with like, you know, and that there's going to be like, we're about to hit the solstice in a few weeks. And then it will from then on be a little bit warmer, a little bit lighter again. And we'll be able to do what we did in the spring to cope with this stuff, with the hiking and everything. And not to say that we can't go outside in the wintertime, but it's just very, you know, different. Yeah. But like, it, even though I, I'm very much aware of those points of light, like this immediate moment for me is very, it feels very kind of, kind of honestly kind of scary, John. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a little afraid of like what we have awaiting us during these next couple of dark months. I hear you. I, I do. And I also, I heard something in what you said a moment ago that um, you won't be surprised that I picked up on it because I, I often do where you said, um, you know, figuring out something like figuring out ways to stay positive. Um, and I actually, uh, I'll give a plug for another podcast that I just listened to the other day. Actually, my sister recommended it. It's called Terrible Thanks for Asking. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I need to find out what her name is. Um, why is it so and, hard to host it by author Nora Mc, McKe- McNearney? I'm sorry, I don't know, Nora. We'll say, it's, your... Nor- Nor <laughs> we'll say it's Nora McDonald. We'll say it's Nora McDonald. 
Um, and she talks about, um, well, the, the episode that I listened to was what's negative about positivity. And it touches mm. on what, you know, we've talked about this somewhat. I brought it up in the context of, um, of, of dealing with cancer. And there is this thing in us that's, um, you know, just like we're steeped in this idea that we, we should stay positive and that there's like, you know, that that's where we should put energy so that we can overcome the negativity or, and there's an element to it that I'm with really. I I am because I feel like there's so much about how we frame our lives that we do have control over. Um, But, you know, I I think the big focus of this podcast I'm mentioning is that, um, you know, don't do yourself a disservice by ignoring the real feelings and that we we shouldn't judge the feelings, right? Negative isn't bad to feel negative, to feel down. Um, I think there's two extremes, right? There's a toxic positivity. There's a toxic negativity, I think. Um, And so, you know, I don't have, I'm not going anywhere in particular with that other than to say, um, you know, it's okay to acknowledge like that this is supposed to be hard, Mm -hmm. you know, it's supposed to be hard for us and our kids. And like, I know you and I know that you're still going to be, you know, to experience um, happiness and joy through this because, because you will like uh, that's, you know, you're an optimistic person and, and, and I'm, I think I'm the same way. Um, but it's also okay to just like, you know, feel down and, and um, you know, that let's not let that be a double sort of negative where we then feel down about being down. Cause right. I, I feel I worry guilty about, about that. It, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah me too. And also uh, something that I'm finding success with is when I start kind of doom spiraling a little bit. Yeah. I remember that like, I'm, that's a coping mechanism for dealing with anxiety that like right. the fact that I am, kind of getting trapped in these, these like mental patterns of just like doom and gloom. I, I think it's because uh, like, it's supposed to feel difficult right now. Like this is the time of the year where a lot of people have more emotional distress than normal. That's where it's right. just, it's just kind of a difficult time no matter what, but this is after we have been so tired out by dealing with this very real present threat around us for so long that like we have, and this is actually goes to the article that I was going to talk about we have basically like lost a lot of our ability to self-regulate. And I think something that's important to do is what you're saying is to like recognize that, to recognize that even if it is irrational, it's real. And to recognize that even though it's real, it's not us. It's not me. That like, I am not this depressive person. I'm not this anxious person. I'm, I'm me, but I'm, being subjected to a lot of things that are pushing me in that direction. And I can like stay back and kind of observe that and be like, okay, it's valid. I feel that way for a reason. And I'm probably going to feel that way a little bit for a while. Um, But like, it doesn't, it doesn't change who I am. Like I don't have to feel bad about not being the most energetic parent in the world. I don't have to feel bad about not being, you know, on the floor playing with the kids all the time. Um, I don't have to feel bad about not making plans. I do have to realize that I'm not doing those things and take stock of that. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's a behavioral shift in me. That's like there for a reason. I should address it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, so for example, today at lunch, I literally, I, I was going to go for a, a run or go for a walk outside. I just went into a Walmart with a mask on because I just wanted to like see people. I just like wanted to like remember. <laughs> that, that's pretty desperate. <laughs> it was so desperate and it felt great. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. do anything. No, I just I totally walked get around it. I and totally... I just like saw that there were people still out there in this cold world that are just like doing yeah. their shit. And I was like, yeah. okay, okay, good. There's like, it's not just this one dark house. That, I think like, that's, fucking, no, I totally you know? relate with you, man. I mean, you know, we're both extroverts and there's something here about um, the sheer physical presence of other people, the lack of it has been, um, draining. Yeah. And, and I agree that even just going shopping or just being like around other people is energizing. Um, and that's, it's good to observe that and to note it and to, to, you know, put yourself in that situation when you can. I mean, I think, right. 
that to me feels like, you know, you being in tune with your emotions and what you just said exactly connected to what I heard in that podcast to the expert talking about how it's about, um, you aren't your emotions, right? It's separating yourself from Mm -hmm. your emotions, right? And seeing them, but, but you are not your emotions. And, right. and I think that's, that is um, a helpful perspective. Certainly talked about a lot in mindfulness and, and meditation. And um, so, you know, I think that's another helpful tactic. And it can be hard in the heat of the moment to do that sometimes. But I, I guess the reason why for today I, I wanted to kind of address this is because I feel like a lot of people, when you're, when you're listening to this, like we are going into like the really dark part of December. Yep. Um, I think it's, it's, it's really important to be kind to yourself and to realize that the way you feel if you are having a hard time right now is, is totally, totally understandable. And it's not weird and it's not, um, it's not something to be ashamed of. And it's not something to like panic about. Like it's okay to be kind of existentially confused right now because it's a really <laughs> I mean, fucking weird if time. If not now, then when, you know, like right, if you're not exactly. going to be fucking freaked this out. This is like when would that be, would happen. It would be know? irrational to not feel down right now. Yes. Yes. And that's, and it's really, and it's okay. But also if you don't feel down right now, like more power to you, go enjoy that. That's, that's wonderful. But I yeah, guess sure. I, if you want to be a sociopath, go, you know, <laughs> go that's, fucking do it. I'm not Just don't kill you. people, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this article that I was mentioning, um, it talks about how, you know, the, the author was saying how she's noticed she or her teenage kids are just having a lot of kind of tantrums, which is weird for them because they haven't done that in a long time. And then noticing like, holy shit, I'm also having these and my husband is having these. Mm. And like, and we're kind of being mean to each other without realizing it a lot. And I'm noticing that very much in my own life yeah. too. Like there's a lot of times at night now where I'm like, Micah, I am, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I, I can't be nice right now. I don't know why. I'm just really I'm not tired and in a you. bad mood. And yeah. I'm just like, I need you to know that I know that and that to know that I'm sorry, but to kind of just put up with me for 20 minutes while I just sort of push through this feeling that I don't have control over. Um, and when and you I'm say all this to her, are you still like squeezing her tightly? Because, you know, that's your it's thing, It's a sleeper right? hold. Your, your yes, language it's a sleeper love, hold. Love language, yes. whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> My language of love <laughs> is sleeper holds, yeah. Um, but, but, you know, she's been doing similar yeah. things with me, like yeah. being, being, being like, I feel like I'm going to be kind of irrational tonight. Like, like I don't get feel the fuck off me. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but like, but still to be present and like, and deal with this with me and know that I'm sorry in advance that I'm, I don't have the control I normally do. And, and yes. I think we see that with the kids quite a bit also in that, like, there's just a lot more, you know, things are fine. Things are fine. Things are fine. And then there's like a fucking huge tantrum for some strange totally, reason. Totally. And I feel, uh, Anyway, this article mentions how, you know, obviously the brain governs, different regions of the brain govern different things. And usually a lot of those impulses are held, you know, in check by our prefrontal or our frontal cortex, Mm -hmm. which is, of course, like the distribution center for the brain. It's like basically the thing that takes all of the id and it says like, okay, you can't go out naked and light fire (laughs) trees right now, even though you kind of want to, like, it's not what you're supposed to do. Um, and basically, like our cort- cortices have been under such strain now for such a long time. Like since March, we have been trying to kind of spin this. Like we've been trying to just put up with the amount of shit stress that we have been under. I mean, and with- that was after th- uh, three other years before it of crazy, like escalating craziness in our world, yeah. in our country. So yeah, right. that makes total sense. Right. Yeah. Things were already, the, the horse, you know, the, the brakes were already off the horse cart at that point, but like, I don't think that's an expression, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Are brakes, were brakes a thing on uh, horse carriages? We're going to say they were. Uh, okay. I, I'm going to say, I, there's also, John, there's still horse carriages. And I don't know like what fucking universe you live in, but people still like ride horses, you know. I guess they don't really do care. Well, they do it in like Central Park. With brakes. We're going to have with, to consult Pete in the Midwest. Who's, yes, we you know, are. I'm sure I'm he's fucking, right now. he's a lawyer. So he's if, if there's a horse with brakes on it, he's got it. 
Yeah, he's a simple country lawyer. Rolling in the money over there, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, anyway, so you're right. We were already in this context that was very stressful. We were already in this place that was very intense. And then this happened and it was something that none of us were like ready for. Like I, I, wasn't, I wasn't ready to say goodbye to that life that we had. Like yeah. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I never even got to go back we to my never desk. Got a, we never away. got a goodbye, like, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and it doesn't have to be a goodbye goodbye because we will have some you know, normalcy back. Well, but yeah, like, but still, I mean- uh, there was no real transition. It was very, very abrupt. It was very abrupt. And right away, all of us, especially parents, were forced into this crazy spot that we've talked about, you know, ad infinitum on this podcast, which is that we went from like, basically every day being more or less the same, you know, with a predictable pattern and with plans and stuff to being like locked at home with a pandemic raging around us that was killing people like everywhere and having to be teachers all of a sudden and having to figure out how to do that while still maintaining our jobs. Many of us lost our jobs. Many of us like, you know, lost family members, like shit Mm -hmm. got so Mm -hmm. intense so quickly. And then we've had all of this time since then to try to like basically normalize ourselves and to try to be okay with it and to try to keep kind of keep going and keep pushing and keep making this into something that has activities in it and that it has like, you know, a a way out and that has a prom at the end of it for the high school kids. And that has like our kids being able to play on recess playgrounds without fucking hazmat suits on again, you know, and that hasn't come. And it feels because of where we are in this pandemic right now, like that's not coming, even though it is, it is. But right now it feels so far away. So You're basically right. our frontal totally cortex right. is so tired from having to regulate our behavior for so long that a lot of our kind of base instincts, a lot of the things that we you know, didn't have, that we couldn't regulate when we were two because our brain hadn't developed that way yet are now getting through because we're just so tired of having to fucking spin this all the time into our, something that isn't so hard. You know, poor, Our poor prefrontal cortex. I'm just imagining you know, this calm uh, fellow trying to hold back a fucking crazed lunatic id, <laughs> you know, who's just getting crazier. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, finally, uh, the prefrontal cortex is like, oh, fuck it, just go. And the id's just running loose naked, you know, around yeah. our brain. And um, I mean, I, I, that really, that makes total sense to me. Um, I've definitely noticed the outburst too, or just the general, like, uh, mild hostility, I'll call it. <laughs> it's not aggressive. Um, you know, that comes out sometimes between me and the kids or me and Bethany. Yeah. Um, you know, I think part of it is like just being around each other so much more too. Like after the two weeks, I was definitely ready to have, you know, some time alone to work <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that felt like it was playing into it as well. But, you know, overall, there's just so much less self-care. And, and I'm not talking about like anything crazy. I'm talking about a 15-minute commute that I had before, you know? Yeah that kind of self-care we don't even have that anymore so that whole like regulation system is is off and i guess i don't know what to do about it i don't know if you have answers there but um well it's helpful to note it (laughs) there are answers in the article that i think are are really good but i i I, want to get to that but i also want to say like i I look at my life now like we're Mm -hmm. recording this on on a friday in december like a year ago I would be, you know, I would have taken the early train into work after getting the kids on the bus, you know, after getting June on the bus and getting Henry dropped off. Uh, I would have gone into the big city and like had this job, you know, where I was like sitting at the With desk. With a fresh brewed cup of coffee. Fresh brewed cup of reading Joe. Reading the newspaper. 
you know, yeah. I, I would have like had, uh, you know, this whole, you know, at lunchtime would have been like, do I have time to go do this errand? Oh, I'll go take a walk through the Naval shipyard and come back. It's all I have time for it's today. Friday. You know? Maybe I'll see a movie for lunch break. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and I would have been like, okay, well, I got my tuxedo. I got to go sing tonight. You know, we're doing this thing at Brookline. So, you know, I got to get out a little bit early. I'll tell my manager, we'll hit the road. I'll go carpool with my singing yeah. friends and we'll go yeah. over there and we'll sing and we'll make money and we'll make people cry and laugh because it's the holidays. And wow, I'll get home at nine o'clock. Sad. And you like, and that was, it. <laughs> it's like what every Friday has been for me for so long. And uh, now there is nothing. There is nothing. And it is a really, that's all I am to position. you. Nothing. You're, you're, you're something. something. Yeah. Um, oh man. I, I was talking about that with Mike. Lot. I was like, you know, all that remains for me now are things that I'm like very emotionally intensely attached to. Right. Like yes. this, my wife, my children, this house, and my me. immediate family yeah. and John Abdullah. <laughs> Like that's really, that's like, that's like all of my interactions. Yeah. yeah. And it's just this constant place where I'm like, Intense. whoa, I don't have a break from like the emotional, like that feeling of like, what if I lose all of this? Like, what if this is, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, everything is very heightened right wow. now. Wow. Yeah. Um, everything else has been, um, what's the right verb there? I'm not sure what it is, but like all that remains now is the, the, the most frad, the most vulnerable parts of our lives. Yeah. Um, all the disposable people are gone. All you know, the, the front lines that like, if, yeah, right. if you think of it as like, we had a front line, right. Of all this right. stuff that we're like, eh, you know, if it goes away, I don't have them anymore in my life or this thing, I'll be fine. Right. And now all there is, is that intense, like vulnerable group of people that you you're holding so close to you and, and, yeah. and work and, and, you know, everything else is, is um, at its core now. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I, I, I no, but I that's think, the feeling that I'm, that I'm, I'm having. And I really, yeah. it's like, I wasn't built for that. Like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm st- yeah. like, I, I need distractions from that. Mm. Like I need things to like Disposables, trick myself yeah. into like, into thinking that, I don't know, I, I, not even trick myself. I just need other shit to like, to look forward to so that when I do come home, it's, it's not this like huge, like it's not, it's not everything that is already there all the time. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So, well, because if yeah, you think weird. about how relative everything is, if we don't have that as like a basis of comparison too, that that must play into it. Like, yeah. I, like if you're not around other like shitty people, then um, doesn't that make the good people not as good or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> some, some, something like that. <laughs> um, I think um, Confucius said that. Yeah. I think Confucius did say that. Yeah. So I have, I have a couple of, of proposals because, because I, Please, although go. I sound like I'm still in that place, I, I have been working through it this week. For, speaking personally, first of all, something that I'm doing is I'm reinstating adventures, even though they're on a very small scale now. <laughs> by decree. So, <laughs> by decree. <laughs> hey, ye. Um, just when the kids go to school in the morning, I'm like, all right, what are we going to do tonight? And we have like a theme for what we want to do. So for example, tonight it's a skateboard party where we're going to play Tony Hawk. We're going to play with our fingerboards. You know, we're going to like play some skater music. Like that's going to be tonight's activity, you know? And Last how are you, night, feeling, was, are you uh, feeling, how are you feeling about that? I'm feeling pumped. When I was in that Good. Walmart, I bought a nice little like skate deck thing for us yeah. to play with. Like it was nice. It was a night. And the kids like went to school excited about that. That's and now awesome. Gonna home and we're going to be excited. Last night we did a bathrobes and breakfast night. So we made breakfast for dinner and we were just in bathrobes. <laughs> and that was something that we were like excited about. So at least yeah. for now, while I'm kind of yeah. resetting to this like new dark normal of the winter time, like I'm personally going to try to do more of that because it, it, it helps me mentally to have things to like distract myself and focus totally. on. Totally. So, you know, I have one to share actually real quick. Oh yeah. Um, so y'all know about my b- famous um, immersion into boxing yes, and, I then, do. Yeah. and then biking, right? Yes. Those were the two big topics, right? I went all in yep. obsessively. Yep. And now it's guitar. 
So is it really? So similar wow. to the, to the um, heavy bag, I've had a guitar, actually two for a long time. I got one in high school and then another one in college was given to me, an acoustic, well, actually a classical guitar. And um, nylon string. Yeah. And, you know, I took one quick, like one credit course in college. I never really um, dedicated myself to learning, but I'm using the Fender app. Um, this episode sponsored cool. by Fender. Um, really it's got a great app. It's very affordable. And um, I'm really, st- every day I'm practicing and it's just been such a treat. Um, you know, through this, I've really just, um, it's reinforced uh, my, or I guess, yeah, it's made clear to me that I, I need to always be sort of learning and, and pouring myself into some new thing and just yeah. like sucking at something, which is not hard to do. Um, and then like learning and practicing, you know, I want my kids to see that and more mm-hmm. in the house. I want there to be more music because I'm, I haven't been a musical person and it's just something I've always really admired and, um, I've wanted to be so, so yeah, I've been doing that and I'll be playing some masterful, like, uh, what would I even play? I don't even know yet. Um, that would sound uh, impressive, but I'll, I'll do some that. Scarlatti, something like that. I'll yeah, play some Scarlatti. I'll, I'll catch, I'll catch I don't know what that is, but okay. Guitar pieces. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, we, we've been um, playing the piano a lot too. You know, we got, awesome. we got my childhood piano from my parents' place a couple months ago. Yeah. And we've been playing Christmas carols and stuff on that, like a ton. That's, and that's awesome. That's been really nice too. So, um, I, you know, I would really encourage those out there to like pick up a new hobby, a new thing that you can learn and pour yourself into. I feel like that's also been really um, rewarding. So hopefully yeah. that'll get me through the winter. And I think part, part of what we're both talking about is that it took the kind of losing something a little bit to under, understand that it was there in the first place. Like, like for mm. me, I don't think I understood that I kind of depended on these like little adventure planning things with the kids. Like that was something that I, I kind of needed in my life. Yeah. I always assumed it was just sort of what I did. But because I, I was, I've been sort of down and I haven't been doing it, um, I've, I'm like, oh shit, that is something I actually have to like, I have to do, you know? And if it's not like for the kids, it's for Micah and I like to, you know, in the future to be able to go on trips and things or to be able to, you know, go to, go to the opera. Yeah. Um, or just things like, you know, for you, I, I feel like part of this pandemic with all of these things that you've been doing has been learning that that's really something that you love to have. Like you love to have something to pour a lot of your creativity and your energy into and to improve at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think the key really is listening to ourselves and, and finding out what the deficit is, like what we've lost as a result of circumstances that we find ourselves <laughs> in. And then, and then be like, okay, that was some, I, if I noticed that I don't have that anymore, that means I have to go get it. Like I, I noticed that I am missing something and to miss something means you recognize its presence in the first place, I think. And let's take this opportunity. Our lives have been emptied of, of so much of that. So many people and hopefully they haven't died, but they're, you know, they're not in our lives and, and things that we used to do. And we can sort of um, very selectively add things back in and yeah. um, maybe more intentionally, you know, take on new jobs, new places to live, new lives. Um, so, you know, I think there's an opportunity there. Totally. So to close out the, uh, so th- this, this article, which is in scary mommy, <laughs> which is interesting. Uh, it's called teens and adults have pandemic tantrums too. And it's by Jenny Michelson. Uh, and the, her, you know, ending thing is that they've kind of agreed at five things in the household. So when somebody's melting down, there's, they go by five rules, which I think are pretty good. So one, one is we try not to yell back. Yeah. Two, we honor the feelings of anger and frustration Three, we try not to take outbursts personally. Mm. Four, we de-escalate things by staying calm. And five, we use humor, distraction, and hugs wherever possible. I love that. And I think that those all, those all work. You know, like when Henry was throwing a fit the other night, he was like so mad because he didn't want to go to sleep yet. And, you know, he was laying in bed. And, um, and instead of even pushing back on that, I just like let him, let him do it. And I just kind of like held on to him. 
and I and I specifically breathed in a quiet and like relaxed way, very very slowly. Yeah, and he kind of picked up on it and it like snapped right out of it. You know, totally. I think it's such an effective strategy, and the humor thing is also huge, right? I mean, if you can yeah. add that in, that often is a very good de-escalation uh, move. Yeah. All yeah. right. We're well, doing it, care. man. We're getting there. Yeah, um, you too. We will get there. It's okay if you have some more tantrums. I'm sure everybody's going to let you just be in a corner and, and deal with it. And uh, just like shit on the floor, break <laughs> stuff. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, John. All right. Take care, really. Thanks, man. All right. Bye, everybody. Hang in, Hang in there. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.